Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Oh, okay, okay, we're here, we're here Wow, congrats on being here Welcome to another episode of The Voices in Our Heads I'm your host, Christina Hutchinson. And guys, it's going to be okay. For a most, you know, some, or it won't. <laughs> no one knows shit. And I mean, that goes for everyone all the time in any scenario. But this is especially a weird, it's a weird time. It's a great time for podcasting. I'll tell you that much. I'm your digital friend, bitch. We're all friends, except I don't know you, but you know me. See, I've been watching too much of that Wildcat show on Netflix. Everyone's been telling me about it. What's it called? Cat Kings or some shit? I could look it up, but I'm not gonna, because I don't want to waste time with the pause. But uh, yeah, fucking Florida, man. You really, if you're in Florida right now, you got to deal with being in Florida and you got to deal with the coronavirus. That, that fucking blows. Or COVID-19. We're not supposed to call it the coronavirus. Whatever. What I want to say up top is uh, my I got locked out of my Amazon account for whatever fuck reason for five days. I don't know why. But um, the four agreements books are being ordered now. So I'm going to start agreement one. I'm going to do like an intro episode. Yeah, you know what? So I'll start the four agreement shit to, uh, next week. Don't worry. We all have time. It'll be okay. But I wanted to make sure that people who wanted the books um, got them before we started. Okay. Thanks for emailing me. Shit, ton, ton of y'all email me. I don't know why I got locked out of my Amazon account, but I was like, you know what? Whatever. Okay, it's all right. They're probably a little busy. Probably a little busy. I have no idea why I got locked out, but it's. I feel like it was a good thing because they were in the midst of shipping lots of supplies to people that actually needed them for their health. And here I am like, excuse me, can you like pack my 47 books and two coats for my dog? Thank you. Motherfuckers be working overtime. But again, we're in this weird phase where what the fuck is happening? What's the truth? What's not the truth? No one knows. And then, oh God, I really, I try not to get political, but shithead McGee in office is a real, is a real fuck, okay? <laughs> this guy, Donald Trump is so fucking stupid. And here's the thing. I want him to be a good president. I do. I want it. I want it so bad. And you know what? If you're listening to this and you're obsessed with him, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Freedom of opinion. But let me tell you something. Just ask yourself real quick. Take a second to ask yourself. If you're listening to this and you are currently obsessed with Donald Trump and like 100% on his side, no matter what, just ask yourself, are you, are you married to Donald Trump or are you married to the idea of being right? Because taking accountability for your mistakes is such a great quality in a person, in a partner, in a parent, and definitely in a president or a government employee. You know what I mean? You gotta, if you fuck up, look, if you fuck up, it's okay. But can you just say that you fucked up or that you miss, you misspoke or that you gave out medical advice and maybe you shouldn't have fucking given out? This is the weirdest time, you guys. But I'm glad we have each other. So anyway... The four agreements stuff will start next week. It feels like we got all the time in the world. You know what it's time for right now? Some fuckboy theater. 
fuckboy theater. Let's do it, motherfuckers. I'm going to read a one fuckboy theater conversation between a girl and a guy. God, this guy's... I hate this guy. This guy, this is... Oh, this is on Facebook Messenger. Um, And this guy's name's Tyler, because I don't give a fuck anymore. And his profile picture is um, him. I don't, I can't see his face, but it's, uh, I'm assuming this is him. It's a person, it's a man in a a Steelers t-shirt, Pittsburgh Steelers t-shirt. And then he has his forearm being held up to the camera. And it looks, it's someone shaved his, like a giant chunk of his forearm, very hairy arm shaved a, 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 a lane out of his arm right and it says why so serious in terrible handwriting it is spelt correctly which is surprising i'm assuming this is a tattoo because that's why the hair is shaved off um and the tattoo says why so serious so this is the kind of person we're dealing with this is a con- fuckboy conversation between a, a lady and tyler <clears throat> and i'm gonna do the dates and the times because you'll know why Okay, ready? <clears throat> you just like take a second and like get ready, okay? <sighs> December 22nd, 2017, 10.55 p.m. T- Tyler is waving at you. It's like a little wave emoji. December 23rd, 2017, 1.10 p.m. Hello? July 1st, 2019, 7.16 p.m. For real, you look like the kind of girl that could totally break my heart. I dig that. Hard eye emoji, winky face emoji. July 2nd, 2019, 9.01 a.m. Good morning. I hope you have a great day. Smiley face emoji, hard eye emoji. July 21st, 2019, 6.01 p.m. Oh, hey, you. How's your summer going? February 23rd, 2020, 6.30 p.m. I'm so fucking sick of feeling unwanted or like I'm someone's last choice. Are you your own first choice? Oh, yes, I am but I can't give my own self-affection and love like another person can in those specific ways. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm sorry to come at you with that angle. I wanted to say something to you, but it just seemed like all my other attempts have failed. I see. Well, I'm currently in recovery, so I'm not trying to get into a relationship at the moment. That same day, 9.08 p.m. Oh, cool. Fuck you too then. Haha, ha, fuck me? Fuck me for getting sober? Crying laughing face emoji? But you got some issues. Nah. Fuck you for making that shit up. Even people sobering up want positivity in your life. You wouldn't even take the time to get to know the fact that I'd be something positive for you. You just straight up threw me in the trash. So yes, fuck you. Peace sign emoji. Yeah, because you started out on a real positive note. Crying laughing face emoji. Dot, dot, dot. 
You really are fucking retarded, aren't you? Did you even take the time to scroll up? No, that's what I thought. I hope you relapse. Get bent, cunt. (sighs) Really shows how fragile a man's ego is when he gets turned down. I really hope you are able to heal one day. And scene. That's a wrap on that one. That's a wrap on Tyler, guys. It's a wrap on Tyler. God, I just don't know, like, why, like, people aren't putting themselves out there as much. You know what I mean? It's like, what are we so afraid of? Tyler's. And then this is a bio. This is a bio on Tinder. And um, it's a bio for a person named Justin, who's a lesbian, allegedly, who's 26 years old. And in the profile, the, the bio says, Ideal date is prob. My mom drops me off at eight. We play my favorite board games till late night cartoons at 10. Then we just throw cheese balls into each other's mouth till my mom comes gets me at 11. My curfew's usually 10, winky face. Okay, and that's, you know, like, okay, like, wow, cute nostalgia. But the, the picture, okay, this is, this is what I want you to, and I would never post this because all my social media accounts would be just talk about getting locked out of Amazon. I'd get locked out of Facebook. Can't post this. The profile picture for this lesbian named Justin, who's 26 years old, is a a man's legs. They're 100% a man's legs because the hair on these legs, they just are. It's a man's legs. In a bathtub, the tip of a ball sack is at the bottom of the photo, okay? And the guy's legs are like stretched out um, to you know, to the little corner of his tub. But the water, it looks like he took his shit in the water, okay? Looks like he took a big old poopy or a diarrhea in this water. Or, you know, it's possible, one of the four agreements that we will get to eventually is don't make assumptions. Maybe he was playing in the mud and then he came for a bath and then he goes, this is the picture that I should put it just feels like a fuck you. You know what I mean? It feels like a fuck you because the bottom of his ball sack is in it, which, you know, as far as ball sacks go, goes, this is a, a terrible one, but he's, he's sitting in poop water. I mean, that's just fuck off, man. You know what I mean? It's like try harder, try harder. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your support during that, during this fuck boy Friday. Um, <laughs> Okay. Okay, okay. So I want to do something together. And it's possible that you've already heard this video. Or you've already you've already listened to it. But uh, I saw this on Twitter last week that all these celebrities got together to sing Imagine. And they like pieced it together. What that was supposed to do, I have no fucking idea. But I, I, cri- I didn't listen to it yet. I didn't listen to it yet. Am I going to make you listen to it with me right now? Yes, I am going to make you listen to it with me right now. So trigger warning or whatever the fuck you need for this, okay? I I saw people making fun of this video and I, I, I with my sound off, I just looked at it and I go, oh God, that's so bad. Oh, like you, you know when you're embarrassed for other people? I that, oh God, I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling so much. Oh man. Um, but it, it's so cr- it was cringeworthy and I didn't even hear it. Apparently, Gal Gadot, she's the first person in this video, one of the most oh, physically attractive people 
on the face of the planet. I think she's so fucking beautiful and so good in Wonder Woman. She's perfect. But I was so sad to see her do this. Um, I don't know what it, it's. this video is supposed to do. It just feels bad. But let's listen to it together, okay? Let's listen to it together. I don't know if I'll know. Oh, Justin's calling me. I can't pick up right now. Um, I don't know. Sorry if you hear that, Justin. I'm, I'm in the mode of recording. Um, all right, guys. Let's listen to this video and cringe together, okay? Because, look, we have all the time in the world. And then we'll get into this video a little bit more about what other people say that I thought's funny. Okay, ready? Imagine oh, there's no. no heaven. Oh, good. It's easy if you try. Kristen. No hell below us. Who's that? Above us only sky. Imagine all the people. Whoa, James Marsden. Living for today. Imagine there's no countries there. Don't know who that is. It isn't hard to do. Not Jimmy Fallon, get in, guys, get inside. All these people are outside. Imagine all the people. Don't know who that is. This is the same person again, but I don't know who it is. Is it Sia? Maybe it's Sia. Oh, actually, that's fucking Sia, isn't it? See, you think that should be the end of it. No possession. The fuck is that? I wonder if you can. Uh. No need for greed and hunger. Oh God, Will Ferrell. Of oh, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, this hurts. They say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the <laughs> They look like all the kids whose parents are in jail right now for trying to cheat and pay money to get them into college for rowing. Only one. I hope someday you'll join us. Okay, well, Maya Rudolph's in this video, and she's one of the best human beings on the planet, and I... Oh, it hurts! It hurts! Wait, am I done? Uh, and the world will be as one. Okay, well, now that I hear it, it's it's just weird, you know? It's not as bad as I thought, actually. It's not as bad as I thought. It's just corny. But I saw everybody making fun of it. I saw comics making fun of it. So I was like, oh, God, I feel like I know what this video is. And I hate watching things that make me feel extremely embarrassed for other people. I just don't like that feeling. So I didn't listen to it, but I did. <laughs> I saw Chris D'Elia's tweet. I fucking love <sighs> Chris D'Elia. He's a stand-up comedian. And he has a really funny podcast. You guys are going to be indoors for a while. He has a very funny podcast called Congratulations. It's, oh God, you got to listen to it. It's so fucking good. But he quoted, he he tweeted this video with a quote. And he just said, this shit made me want to go to a crowded dance club and kiss everyone. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. And then all these comedians that I'm friends with, and that some of you may know, they started doing parody videos because we're all fucking bored in our house and we're just trying to, 
you know, we're all like lions. And when this Imagine video came out, it was like a fucking zebra limping in the middle of a field. And we're like, give it, let me at it, you know? Because we're used to going on stage at least one time every night. And that's not been happening because everything's shut down. And it's making us a little stir crazy. And, uh, and so comedians are chomping at the bit to like make fun of stuff and, you know, make content that's relative and funny and topical. And all we have is time. So why not? So I saw all these fucking parody videos that I were like, God damn, they're so, they're corny. I, I personally didn't like them. I thought they were fucking corny. If you like them, great. That's awesome. But I have a very, corny is like my, that being embarrassed for other people, part of the reason why. I ever feel that way is because the shit they're doing is so corny. And uh, and a lot of these comedians attempting to do parody videos of like other songs. I was just like, ah, you missed the mark. But fucking, oh my God. Shane Gillis, who's a stand-up comedian, who's really fucking funny. He tweeted out this video. He goes, he goes, we were going to make a parody video of the Imagine vid. Midway through, we realized it was corny and funnier to just trick our friend into singing a full song and just release his video only. Jo- at Josh Adam Myers is a king and it hurts to do this to him, but it must be done. <laughs> and I was like, and ladies and gentlemen, that's how you successfully do a parody video or you make fun of a current event or you like that's oh god and it was just joss adam myers who's also a stand-up comedian very talented very funny guy and he submitted because a bunch of my comedian friends were like hey can you take a video of you singing this song and i'm gonna make a compilation that's like a parody of this and i was like yeah nah i didn't say that i just ghosted him my friends sorry about that but i was like that's corny and i don't really feel like explaining why i don't want to do it so i just didn't get back to him (laughs) you know facing your problems and (laughs) fucking Shane Gillis just put out Josh Adam Myers fucking doing an entire minute of like his singing this full song and because they were going to take like 15 second clip of it and I'm like oh that's so rich oh that's so funny that's so funny I should plug I should if you want to search for that video what's Shane Gillis's Twitter it's at Shane M G I L L I S <laughs> so fucking funny they he just put out Josh Adam Meyer's full like attempt video. <laughs> I'm like, see, that's how you do things that are really funny. Okay, such a weird time we're in, right? <sighs> My nose is running, and I'm like, oh, God damn it, do I have the corona? I don't know. Maybe I have the corona. But look, <sighs> so many things that I would like to say about COVID nineteen. Uh. At the beginning of this, so I would, like at last week, I'm recording this episode the day before it comes out. Because again, got nothing to do, might as well be as topical as I can. So I'm recording this the day before you're hearing it. The night before, really. Sorry, Mike. (laughs) And when this thing started happening, when the quarantine started happening, and this was before anything was mandated, everyone was just being encouraged to stay home. Uh... It's so funny because last Saturday when I had the mushroom trip from fucking hell and talked to the devil for six hours, secreting liquids out of all my face holes, except my ears, but my nose, I was drooling and I was, my nose was running and I was crying. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Apparently a lot of people in New York City were going out to the bars that night 
but not you girl. Your girl was responsible and stayed in, but not because I wanted to be a good shining example of what to do. I was just real sad from talking to the devil on mushrooms. Rather go to Great John Spa than ever do that again. Although, side note, I will say, ever since that trip from fucking Hades Town, I feel a lot better. <laughs> I gotta say, I feel a lot better. <laughs> and a lot of people I've talked to that are well-versed in psychedelics were like, yeah, that... I think you were just faced with how critical you are on yourself and all of your inner demons. Like you had to actually stare them in the face, which sounds about right based on how I felt. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, I should, if I was a country artist, I'd be like talking to the devil on mushrooms today and I'm not going to go out because I'm really sad. And that's why I'm not trying to be a country artist. Anyway, so before these mandated quarantine things, I was just hearing all these stories and I was talking to a bunch of friends. Motherfuckers are being mad racist towards Asian people right now. Or I don't know if it's still happening, but it was happening. But like, come on, guys. The fuck's your problem? And I I hope no one listening to this is guilty of this shit. But if you are, look, I'm a whitey. Okay, I'm a white person. Technically, I'm a Jew. But if you looked at me, you'd say, I present as white. Okay, so I can't be like, um, guys, I am Jewish, so fuck you. Yo, motherfuckers be hating Jews too, and I get that, but I've never experienced that. So I'm not going to cry Jew hate because I don't, no one's ever knows that I'm Jewish because I didn't even know I was Jewish until the summer when I took a 23andMe test and found out my dad wasn't my biological father. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I was talking to one of my neighbors last week and he was like, yeah, people are being really racist towards Asia. Like, I just saw somebody go up to a Chinese person and just yell at them. I'm like, what the fuck? What? The, what? Guys, it's not how that works, okay? Just because a fucking virus originated in one country? Are you? Oh, God, it's, so, it's just so fucking stupid. I mean, racism is so fucking stupid, and it's so ignorant, and we all know that. And, and But a lot of times, I mean... Obviously, it gets way more intense than that. People die from racism. But I'm a whitey, okay? I'm a white person. And so I can only speak to the whiteys on this. I feel like if you're a white person, you ain't you cannot tell other races what to do racially, but I can tell white people what to do. Or I can suggest to white people. Don't come on, man. Lose, lose just cut that shit out. My God. It almost I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Sometimes white people, not all white people, but a lot of them are so fucking stupid. It's and it's because the ones that are that like the white people that are yelling to at Asian people right now, you're so dumb and you're so scared. You're so, so scared. Of what I don't know. I mean, I imagine a pandemic might spark some fear under your asshole. But come on. And then I was talking to a friend on the phone. And she goes, and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, my, 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 one of my friends who's a woman who's Korean, she ordered an Uber. The guy came to the address that she was standing at and he saw her and pulled away. I'm like, guys, what the fuck? That's not how this works. Just because you're fucking Asian doesn't mean you have COVID-19. And then you got fucked, fuckhead McGee. In all, in the press, oh God, I hate even calling him the president. It hurts. It hurts every time. It hurts every time. Again, I want him to be good, but he's so bad. 
calling it the Chinese disease or some shit. I'm like, oh, you guys, can we just, can we just, look, whatever you've done in the past, that's in the past, okay? Let's just start from right now. Can we just cut that shit out? Oh, God. It, it really, like, th- the stories that I've heard, and then, like, you look on YouTube, like, people are just going up to Asian people and screaming at them and pushing them and being violent towards them. Guys, that's just, that's just, it's just, what the fuck? You fucking idiots. Oh, God. I mean, that just, I, uh, look, I was, uh, and that's a white privilege thing. I was shocked by that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's, people are that stupid. So I just thought I'd, thought I'd, uh, Share that. I, I, I understand some of you are probably um, basking in the opportunity to point out to me the irony of, of that and then promoting Shane Gillis on Twitter. But I, I, I stand by both of those things. I stand by Shane Gillis releasing that video. It's fucking hilarious. And I also stand by, can you not go up to Asian people and be mean to them or rude to them or violent to them? Jesus Christ. Ugh. Anyway. This feels like, it feels like, look, this quarantine is, this quarantine is very, I gotta say, it's enjoyable. I cheated and got a puppy. And by cheated, I mean, I, 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 I'm so happy right now, but I'm happy because I talked to the devil on mushrooms for eight hours uh, last week. And while that was a terrible experience, I've oddly felt really good since then. And then I got... I, I left my apartment for a couple days and then I came back to my apartment and then I got a puppy. So it's like, you know, self-care. You can't say I'm not fun. You know what I mean? And one of the thing, one of the words that my friends would use to describe me, I think, is fun lady. I really make sure that I am having as much fun as possible. If I'm in a relationship, I want me and my boyfriend to be having as much fun as possible. You know, chill chill time is necessary but you know i like to make things enjoyable for myself and one of the ways that i am making quarantine enjoyable for myself is i'm getting i got a puppy and i'll talk more about that later but when i say like oh i'm so happy guys relax uh i have a puppy and i am very 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 fortunate to be making money still during this I don't make money off of this podcast, but I make money off of my other podcast called Guys You Fucked, the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. Highly recommend it on the Luminary app. It's like $3.99 a month. If you can't afford that, I totally get it, but I just wanted to plug it, okay? But I'm really lucky. I mean, we lose, I lost money. All, we had a bunch of gigs coming up, but they're they're getting rescheduled. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are uh, that are are unemployed. And I'm so sorry that this is happening, but we're gonna, it's gonna figure itself out. I'm pretty sure. Or it won't. But here's the thing. You have the opportunity to either go, you know what? Like when shit hits the fan, I I look back at the moments in my life where shit has hit the fan so hard. And, oh, I could count. I would need more than two hands to count the number of times that I felt that way. But when shit hits the fan so hard, I just laugh. I'm like, what the fuck? okay i mean i guess this is what we're doing now okay i just i laugh because it's there's so many times in my life where shit has gotten so bad and and a lot of those times are i've been broke off my ass what there's one time it was like the first year out of college oh you want to hear oh my god 
Here's a story. Here's a story where I was like, and you know what? I'm going to laugh. I cried for a while about this, but then it got so bad. It only got like worse and worse and worse. The situation I'm about to describe to you that by the end, I was just laughing. But it was the first year that I lived in this apartment that I'm in right now. I've moved here. I moved into this apartment August of 2010 with two other girls, um, Jesse and Julie. Shout out. It's fucking dope chicks. I love, I love them. I haven't talked to them while well, we talk on social media, but um, I haven't like seen them in a while. But they were just great roommates. They're so chill. Fucking, I, I loved those girls. So the three of us lived in the apartment that I'm living in right now for two years. And right after college, I was like, I mean, in my head, I got a BFA in acting. Take a shot every time I say that because I feel like I say that a lot. I got a BFA in acting. And so I'm like, I'm going to like just like graduate and then like be an actress. Like, duh. I'm like, when I'm in like an Emmy and like a Tony and like an Oscar or whatever. That's truly how I think. Did that happen? No. Come on. Of course not. But it's okay. I set my sights high. I either overestimate or underestimate my own abilities. And the great part about that is either way, I'm surprised by the result, (laughs) you know? So I didn't have a job for the first couple months that I lived in this apartment. And we were each paying, oh, so this is in 2010. And we got, this is this apartment that I'm in is two and a half stories. The third story is this loft area that no one can really live in. It would kind of, you could technically, but it'd be a nightmare. So we put... When Jesse and Julie saw this apartment, there was fake walls up, one fake wall upstairs and one fake wall downstairs. When we actually moved in, all those fake walls had been taken down. And they were like, uh-oh, this was a three-bedroom when we saw it, and now it's not, huh? So we had to get those fake walls reinstalled again. Uh, but but so we lived here, and we were each paying, ugh. Some of you might go, what the fuck? That's so much. But if you live in New York or San Francisco or somewhere expensive, you're going to go, fuck you, Christina. We were each paying and we live in a very central location in Manhattan. Gorgeous apartment, not a doorman building. It had an elevator in it, but we were on the first floor, so that didn't matter. But it was a really cool fucking apartment. We were each paying $740 a month. Fucking steal, okay? So I managed to do odd and end jobs and babysit and stuff so I can pay. I could get the money for rent for sure. Everything else, that, that was debatable. And so the first New Year's Eve we had here in this apartment, the first New Year's I celebrated while living in this place, I remember I, a couple months before, my friend Gabby, who I haven't talked to in forever, <laughs> my friend Gabby and I were out at this bar. Oh, what the fuck was it called? Continental? No, was it called Continental? It, it's, it has since closed. It was on 2nd Avenue. And this guy, basically you can get five shots of anything, of anything, Patron, Kettle One, any liquor, top shelf, bottom shelf, whatever. Five shots of liquor for $10. I'm pretty sure it was called the Continental, I think. Either way, that deal's fucking stupid, okay? That, I, I mean, you could tell why it closed. But Gabby and I would go there because we were broke as fuck. And we would go there and we'd get like five shots of Patron and do them. And she, I remember we were there one night and um, and Gabby was like, let's flirt with boys and get them to buy us drinks. And you, I don't, I don't ever say that. To, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'll just, I'd rather just, you know, pay for my own, even if I'm dirt, bro, dirt poor, because I, I just, ugh, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever, that just makes me feel icky. But if, hey, if you have that mentality, God bless you, go for it. But I was like, okay, I mean, look, I don't really have any money and I feel like $10 isn't a ton to ask for. So uh, so we go up to these guys and we meet, I met this guy from Canada. I forget what his name is. I, I really do, but he was cute. He was really cute. And 
we just flirted for a little bit and we were talking with them and they, they did buy us drinks. And I was like, wow, that like fucking worked. Cool. They bought us drinks. And, and I got his number and I remember he really liked me. And I was like, yeah, I mean, okay, you're here. Like, I, he was not terrible. Like, he was, I remember he was cute. And I was like, oh, you're cute. But, and I didn't have, feel any which way towards him. But I remember he really liked me. And then, um, fast forward, this was like a couple months. This was maybe August. Fast forward to um, New Year's Eve. Gabby and I plan on going to this party, this party that you have to buy tickets to. And it, I don't know where, it's like in Bumblefuck, Brooklyn, okay? And, for whatever reason, I was telling him that I was going to this party, and this was like a month in advance of New Year's Eve happening, and then he was like, oh, I want to come down and go to that party and see you, and I was like, I don't know if I feel, I'm pretty sure I was like, ah, that's kind of weird, because I don't really know you, and I don't really have an opinion about you, it's a lot, coming down from Canada to New York City, it just feels weird, but he was like, no, I'm going to do it, and, and I'm blanking on a lot of these details, because I forget I forget, oddly enough, the years that I did the least amount of drugs, can't remember. Uh, I forget exactly what happened, but I remember he ended up coming down from Canada to go to this New Year's party that Gabby and I were bought tickets to. And I didn't really want him to, but I was like, yeah, whatever, I guess. And we were at this New Year's party, Gabby and I, and we we pregame, me, Jesse and Julie and, and Gabby, pre-games in the apartment in our apartment and then we took a cab to bumblefuck brooklyn just gabby and i i believe i don't think jesse and julie came and i was wearing high heels um they were from like forever 21 or deb or some shit and they were kid you not eight inches very tall stripper shoes but they had a platform toe so they were kind of easy to walk in they were high heels with a little peep toe very high very slutty but thicker and a uh, you know platform toe so i could kind of you know walk well in them and it's new year's eve and and i'm like and i'm kind of drunk and this guy from canada that i'm kind of like Ugh, okay can't, flew in to come to this party to see me i'm like you know I, I think i'm great but that's weird you know what i mean you, you know when someone likes you too much and you're like eh, something's fucked up i'm not i mean i think i'm great but that ain't that ain't right you know so Right before he gets there, I remember Gabby and I are there, we're partying. It feels like a school dance, like a high school dance. And no one's really like some people are at like the refreshment table. And I remember I was just kept eating bowls of Cheetos and I kept drinking and I was drunk. And then there was like a hip hop song came on that I loved. I mean, Gabby were like, let's dance. I rolled my ankle in eight inch platform toe high heels. And I was drunk at the time. And I still remember it's all coming back to me now. Celine, I still remember the pain that 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 brought on. Rolling your ankle in 8-inch high heels is truly it's bad. It's not great. It's bad. And I had to crawl <laughs> over to a chair. <laughs> And I was like, Gabby, and my, right away, it looked like a half of a softball was coming out of my ankle. That was very, that was a very quick turnaround from not swollen to swollen. And I was like, mm, this ain't good. This ain't good. And I started laughing because I was like, oh God. And then I, I started crying because it really hurt. And then Gabby was like, bitch, let's just like drink. Like she was one of those friends that, I mean, we were fucking 22. 
so she was like bitch let's just drink and i was like uh-huh, okay and then that guy from canada came and he was like hey and i'm sitting down and i'm covering the half of a softball coming out of my ankle and i was like hey how are you it's like it's like really good to see you and he's like do you want to dance i'm like oh, i'm good for now good for now he's like do you want to drink i'm like yeah okay he went to go get me a drink gabby and i left because I, I didn't know what else to do I, I run I ran from problems so hard when I was younger. I still do a little bit, but boy did I do it real hard when I was younger. And let me tell you something. Yeah, I took a sip of a Slurpee. Deal with it. I had to scoot down the stairs because my and I took my high heels off right away. But I had to scoot down the stairs because that's how bad my right ankle was. It was so terrible. And then Gabby and I wasted in slutty Forever 21 dresses and um and coats i guess but not thick coats because we're like we're just gonna get drunk and like that'll keep us warm you know what i mean if you live in a major city you've seen the 22 year old girl who goes out in 30 degree weather without a fucking coat or with a tiny little sweater and you're like you dumb bitch but i was that dumb bitch and we're all that dumb bitch sometimes guys it's okay but boy was i a dumb bitch and so we managed to find oh oh P.S. As I'm scooting down the stairway, down the three flights of stairs to exit this party with Gabby, we hear five, four, three, two, one. I'm like, oh, happy new year. I was crying. I'm like, this sucks. So we get outside. We're trying to get a cab. Cannot find a cab for the life of us. We are both, we are both broke off of our asses, okay? And I... I'm like, Gabby, I don't know what we're going to do. I had some money in my purse. And so she was trying to get a cab for us. I, I had to stay still. And then at one point we heard gunshots and we're like, that ain't great. I can't run because my ankle feels like it's dying off of my leg. I can't run. But we eventually found a black Lincoln car, but like an old one, an old one that was like really shady but it did have a new york taxi like association logo on it so i was like okay that's good and we get in the car we both get in the car and we say i was texting with my one of my best friends uh jeff and i was like hey can we come to wherever you are because uh i rolled my ankle and blah blah, blah. and he's like okay and uh and then the cab this 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 unmarked black lincoln starts driving we give him a very specific address and gabby's like yo you're going the wrong way motherfucker and he was like huh and she was like you're going the wrong way go this way and he wouldn't turn down the roads that we were asking him to turn down and i remember although i was drunk and in a lot of pain and crying i was like this my radar went off and i'm like this this feels weird and he's he stops he pulls over and goes into a deli Cause he's like, I'm going to ask for directions. And Gabby's like, what the fuck? You're a professional cab driver. What? But granted, we were in Bumblefuck Brooklyn and I didn't know where we were. So, and he goes and we're like, what do we do? And for what, there was like a second where, where we were like, should we just steal his car? I don't know why we thought that. And then we're like, no, but we did think that and said it out loud. And then he comes back because he, he was inside for like 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And he comes back and we're like, that was weird. And we're like, go this way. And then at that point, we're like, let's just go to Gabby's apartment in the Lower East Side. So we're going from Brooklyn to the Lower East Side. And Gabby knows where to go. And she kept telling him where to go. And he kept not turning down the ways that we were asking him to go. Like still, even after he asked for directions. And 
my head, my drunk dumbass head was like, he's kidnapping us. What should we do? Our phones died. And this has happened to me many times where I, well, one other time where I was, well, actually being kidnapped. That's a story for another day. And uh, our phones died. That was with another person. But I was the common denominator. So <laughs> maybe it's me. Um, but we, our phones had died. And oh no, my phone had died. That's right. My phone had died. Gabby's phone had. And we're like, I don't know if we should call 911. But eh, eh, whatever. And I don't know why. And this, I'm not proud of this, but I'm going to admit it to you. Okay. I'm not proud of it. But I, I went to the bathroom in his cab because I was like, that'll teach him. And then he eventually, um, we asked him to just pull over and Gabby threw money at him. And then we got out and took the subway and I took the subway in January. Well, January 1st of what year? 2011. (laughs) And, uh, and we took the subway and I had to walk with one barefoot, one barefoot. Okay. Cause she was like, just pull the fuck over. This is a subway stop. This one goes to my apartment. Like just, we'll get out here. And he was like, okay, well I'm trying. He was giving us attitude and we're like, dude, you're fucking us over. Come on. And then I, I went to the bathroom in his cab and I, I'm not, pr- I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. But my dumb bitch brain was like, this'll, this'll help us get justice. It was, I pooped. Ugh. It was just a little one, but still, that's not nice. I was really drunk. Not an excuse. Not one of my proudest moments. But anyway, I started telling the story because the shit hitting the fan, it gets so bad. It's funny, right? So, so we get eventually get to Gabby's apartment in the Lower East Side. It is on the third floor of this like tenement building walk up. And uh, her building was always very haunted, like just famously haunted we've we've felt ghosts in there before and she said one time i woke up and there was like something written on my mirror and i was like okay whatever but it was like oh it's kind of fun and um and we get up and she uh we sleep in her bed i'm I'm crying because i'm in so much pain and i don't i didn't have health insurance at the time but i think i was insured under my dad's policy because i wasn't 26 yet And so the next morning I woke up and I went to go to the bathroom and I could not put any pressure on this ankle. And I was like, oh my God, Gabby. And so Gabby goes to her freezer and gets me a thing of peas and I put the peas on and, um, and Gabby was like, and I was like, please, can you go to like the nearest drugstore? I don't know how the fuck I'm going to get home, but like she let me borrow clothes and I was like, can you please go to the nearest like CVS or whatever and see if you can get um, like a crutch, one crutch and then bandage wrap. And she's like, okay, but I don't have any money. Can you give me my debit? Can you give me your like your debit card? And I was like, okay. And I gave her the only debit card I had. And in my head, I was like, ugh, I hope I have money on this. She she left and uh, and she came back maybe 30 minutes later with nothing in her hands. And she hands me back my TD Bank card. And she goes, girl, your car got declined. And I was like, oh, because I was like, I don't have any money. I'm pretty sure. And uh, in fact, I was pretty sure I had negative money. And I just started crying. I was so depressed. And I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God. What am I going to do? And she's like, well, we have you have to get home. And so she only had six dollars on her. And so she gave me six dollars and I had to get from her apartment on the Lower East Side to my apartment, which was probably about at that time, like a $12 cab ride. And so I had to scoot down the stairs in her like sweatpants and T-shirt with my like a bag with my heels and my dress 
and I borrowed shoes from her, but I couldn't even put a shoe on my right foot because that's how swollen, my whole foot at that point was swollen and bruised. It was gigantic. And I'm scooting on my ass down her, down these dirty ass steps and these fucking these like families have who have lived in this building for just generations and in these lower east side buildings where people have lived in them for a real long time a lot of times the families will just keep their doors open and they'll just like i don't know just stare at you from their kitchen in a chair and these families were just these old ladies were looking at me from a chair in their kitchen and i'm like scooting down the fucking stairs on my ass and with peas i still have the peas the frozen peas on my ankle and uh and I, we get, and Gabby manages to hail me a cab. <laughs> and I'm not laughing at this point. <laughs> and, and then I get in the cab and I start bawling. And the cab driver pulls over. I tell him where to go. And then he pulls over and he goes, hey, what's wrong? And I go, sir, I only have $6 to get home. And I know that it's more than $6. And I don't know how I'm going to pay you. And he's like, hey just give me what you can i'll take you home all right everyone needs a break now and again this it's okay i'm like and I, I, for whatever reason that made me cry even more it made me more sad because i was like you're so kind to me and i just don't deserve it because i'm a piece of trash and he took me home and i, I texted i because i charged my phone at gammy's and i texted one of my roommates at the time jesse or julie and i was like yo guys i rolled my ankle it is the size of my fucking thigh i'm about to pull up in a cab can someone please help me and the fucking jesse went into my room and took my rolling desk chair and rolled it out into the street outside of our building to pick me up in the cab and i remember the cab driver was like it's okay you're gonna be okay all right sweetheart like you're gonna and then he asked for my phone number and i was like can you not right now can you not but he's like i'm just worried about you i'm like are you i mean thanks for the ride and i went to give him the six dollars he goes keep it i'm like okay but like that's really nice but like I'm not giving you my number, okay? Like, Jesus Christ. Women get... when If you're a woman, you know this. And if you're not a woman, please just know that we. a lot of times we will be going through something very, very upsetting. And then during that time, a guy will try and fucking hit on us. And I'm like, just not today, okay? Not today. I was so grateful that he was so kind. But when he asked that, I'm like, come on, dude. No. And so Jesse comes out with my shitty desk chair and she's cracking up and i'm trying to laugh and she rolls me in to the fucking apartment and there's a picture i will try to get it by the time this episode goes live which is in like 12 hours um i was there's a picture of that julie took of jesse rolling me into the hallway of our apartment and just in this desk chair and i'm crying and i'm in sweatpants and my ankle is like all so swollen and that's when I just and she took a picture of me and I was like that made me crack the fuck up and then we were all laughing and I was like I don't even know that was one of my it was it was just it felt like a real low and then I just laughed I just laughed and I was like you know what this sucks but uh fuck it it's funny it sucks so hard it's like someone's upstairs trying to play a joke on me it's like Jesus is a woman and she's playing a joke on me it was just, it was so bad. So my point in telling you that is uh, we'll figure it out. You know, if you're unemployed and you're stressing about stuff, I'm really sorry. Um, that's not a fun position to be in. But just choose to have faith that it'll work out. Because in my lowest times, that's what I've done. And it's 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 good. It, it's That strategy has worked for me. So maybe it'll work for you too.
people are passing around wrong information. This shit is just crazy. God, I haven't thought about that moment in so long. One thing that I, I, I'm curious about COVID-19, um, can we rollerblade? I guess, cause like if I were, I'm not, I don't feel sick at all. And I'll get masks, I have a mask. I have a mask because Wendy Starling and I did an opening for Glamour Puss a month ago at the very, 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 very beginning of this virus outbreak before we even had an inkling that it was going to be bad, even though we were probably warned that it was going to be bad and government just like ignored it because, well, whatever. <laughs> oh, God. And, uh, and so we did an opening sketch where we came out in hazmat suits and talked about adjusting to daylight savings time as if it were the coronavirus. And it was like a really funny sketch. Very, very funny sketch. And everyone was like, ha, ha, ha. It, it would have been funnier if we had done it when the when it was like a little more serious because I feel like we got the like everyone was starting to talk about it in the news but not everybody knew like the gravity of it but we were going on stage and we were like coughing on each other and stuff and I'm like that's I look back at that I'm like you fucking idiot Christina what you doing so look regardless of whatever we've done in the past up until this very moment in time that you're listening to my voice in your head okay regardless of what bullshit you've said to an Asian person which come on can we just cut that out? Uh, regardless of if you've not been social distancing or ha whatever, starting right now, I'm not gonna, we're not, let's not yell at each other for doing shitty things in the past because they, we already did the shitty things if we've done them, okay? So it's starting right now. Let's just stay the fuck, stay the fuck inside. Wash your hands incessantly because these are the only things that we know to be true. It is imperative that you stay the fuck away from groups of people, especially elderly people, especially people who are immune compromised. And you don't fucking know who these people are. You don't know who could be have a compromised immune system. And look, I am just as guilty as the next person of being in, with people at, at times where, I mean, I didn't understand the severity of it and people were still debating, should we freak out about this? Should we not freak out about this? And I've been around groups of people and that's what whatever. Whatever you've done, you've, you already did it, okay? But starting now, let's just stay the fuck inside. You know, we're all being forced to take a little mental break right now. And the only thing that I could possibly think of that could force the entire world to slow the fuck down and sit with themselves and just sit with your own fucking feelings is a virus outbreak. There's terrible things happening because of this virus outbreak, but... I'm going to choose to focus on the positive ones right now, okay? And that's not to rub it in anybody's faces if they're experiencing the worst that this virus has has uh, has given, which is death. I'm so sorry if anybody is suffering the loss of loved ones right now. I can't I can't imagine what that feels like. And my heart goes out to you and my heart also goes out to anybody working in hospitals, in the healthcare field, anybody working at drugstores, you guys are fucking saving us, okay? And anybody working at grocery stores, anybody working in restaurants, uh, people who are delivering food to door, like thank you so much for being on the front lines of this shit. That can't be easy. People who are working in the Amazon factories, that's probably, you know, <sighs> I hope you're in good working conditions, but I don't know. I hope you are. That's all I could say. But um, thank you to everybody on the front lines of this bullshit. And starting right now, let's help everybody out and just stay the fuck inside, okay? And and go outside when we have to, you know, walk our dog. You have to walk your dog. 
Mine's too little to walk right now. But if you have a dog that's not too little to walk, you got to go outside and walk your dog. It's okay. You got to go to the grocery store to get food. You have to go to your door to get food delivery. You have, you know, there's certain things you have to do. And uh, I never want to come off as preachy because I hate when motherfuckers do that. But uh, just try and stay inside and wash your hands a lot and wear rubber gloves or whatever fucking masks. I don't know. Apparently, the masks only work if you have symptoms. But you could have this virus and not exhibit any symptoms. And that's fucking weird. So, you know, just try and be as good of a person as you can during all this. Man. So anyway, I, so on, what day is it? Saturday, on last, this past Saturday, I left my apartment building. I looked up in the sky and I said, universe, please give me the dopest dog there is. And boy, did that universe deliver. Um, I, I did that. I said a little prayer. I don't pray really. But I, if you do, that's awesome. The only time I really pray is when I drop my phone and it lands face down and I go to pick it up. And I'm like, oh, please, God, please, God, please. Yes. Oh, that's like one of the few times I pray. But I, I, I looked up in the sky and I'm like, please, universe, whatever's up there, whatever you are, I don't even care. I just please connect me with a dope dog. And the reason why I did that is because the Hutchinson history of owning pets is not a great history. We're great pet owners, historically, that I know of, meaning my mom. But we have this weird little Hutchinson luck of getting the weirdest fucking pets with weird the weird weird problems okay um what my one of my childhood cats when i was a kid there was one point when i was a kid where we had a parrot it flew in our garage my brother's like it's ours now and then it died the next day a parrot well for that was one day um we had a parakeet for a real long time two rabbits three cats one dog and two turtles there was a time when i was a kid some real white trash shit i feel like that's a white person thing like a white trash thing to have like a shitload of pets but maybe other people other races not white races have those experiences but <laughs> i mean i only know my experience but it's like we lived in virginia we had a very junky van parked outside of our house that the neighbors would yell at us for because it was like a nicer neighborhood and my parents were like but we got to pick up people's trash so we could sell it in flea markets and they're like uh could have gone without knowing that <sighs> anyway We've always had a lot of animals in our house. And my and uh, I remember my one cat, Cinnamon, We she got so fat that she could barely walk and she couldn't meow anymore. She just went like a parrot. And, um, oh, God, my dog Stormy, I mean, he had a lot of health problems. He got hit by a car um, in the middle of us owning him. Um, and, oh, God, I, lo- I did love that dog. That dog was so sweet. But he had, like, the weirdest health problems. I remember when I got the piano for my ninth birthday and I would play it. Every time I would play it, Stormy um, sat next to me but cried the whole time. Just cried when I would play piano. And I'm like, well, I have to practice. Can you just go away, Stormy? And she, he didn't want to. He wanted to sit by me and cry as I play the piano. I'm like, that just feels a little rude, but okay. And uh, we just had had a history of pets with weird problems. My mom has had, over the course of my lifetime, probably about 10 rabbits. But like seven of them just died really quick. And my mom is the kind of person where she will research the best animal food, the best way to care for an animal. She really gives a shit about animals. And I, and I get my love for animals from her certainly and she she's picked up animals from like parking lots and stuff and, and we a lot of our cats were found in parking lots and flea markets and uh and but all the cats had weird problems and uh 
and a lot of her rabbits died like really young but then like some of her rabbits were like they they acted like dogs like they would come and lay on her lap and like lay on their back and like put their stomach up in her face so she could pet them like just weird shit i'm like rabbits do that and she's like honestly no this is weird rabbits and when i first bought or adopted um my first ever pet that was like solo like just my pet um it was a big deal because I'm like, wow, I can be responsible for this creature and I have to put this creature before my own needs and or my own, you know, priorities. And that's really cool. And I want to be responsible and own a pet and have a pet that I can call mine. And, and ha- I have these fantasies of like, you know, this pet, I got this pet when I graduated college and, and now I'm getting married and the cat's still around or, and now I'm, I'm pregnant with my first kid and, and the cat's by my side. Like I had these fantasies of that. And so I, I went on the internet and found the pet finder thing. I, and, uh, and this lady, this Russian lady in New Jersey had this kitten, uh, up for adoption and it was the cutest kitten I've ever seen and my mom I showed it to my mom she's like let's go that's your cat and I'm like that's my cat and we go to pick up this cat and it was the cutest little kitten I've ever seen I named her Gilda after Gilda Radner Gilda Radner is my one of my favorite comedic inspirations okay she was a part of the original 1975 cast of Saturday Night Live she has a wonderful autobiography called it's always something she died of ovarian cancer. I just, I love Gilda Radner so much. She was married to Gene Wilder. They were the sweetest couple. Oh God, I just, I love Gilda Radner. So I named this cat Gilda after Gilda Radner and it was the cutest little kitten. And then I had her, when I got her, I was living with Jesse and Julie in this apartment. And it was a couple, it was, it was maybe like right as we moved in, I think I got this cat. And I asked, I asked them if it was okay. And they're like, oh my God, yeah. And I brought the cat home and they were like, oh my God, this cat's so cute. This cat grew up. And what I mean grew up, I mean months into this cat being in our apartment, this cat turned into the devil, okay? The devil. Fuck that cat. This cat was terrible to the point. This cat, I would be sitting on the couch watching TV, okay? And Gilda, cute as can be would sit would would go under the couch and then somehow climb up the back of the couch that was against the wall but i guess not all the way against the wall because there was crown molding on the floor so the legs of the couch and the between the legs of the couch and the crown molding there was a space to climb up the back of the couch if you were a cat and did gilda climb up the back of the couch so that she could claw our skulls while we were innocently watching tv yeah she did she did that a lot when i would get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night she took that as a challenge and would pounce on me and climb up my back with her claws. This cat was the devil. We were, and I was in such denial because I was like, no, this is my cat that I'm gonna own. And I'm, it's gonna be by my side for like when I get married, when I have kids, like, you know, like I've heard the story, like, no, this cat can't be bad. But then it just got to the point where no one wanted to come over our apartment and I was always hearing Jesse and Julie, whose their bedrooms were downstairs, my bedroom was upstairs. They would just be yelling, Gilda, stop. And I was like, oh, sorry guys. And I would go downstairs and get her, but I would have to fucking wear like these diesel gloves as if I was scooping up hay because the bite on this bitch was fierce. And about a year in, I think I started dating, I was started dating my, my ex-boyfriend, Steven. 
and I knew, you know, I was working with Corinne as well. That's when Corinne and I started working together in 2010. And I think I started dating Steven in 2010. Maybe, I, well, maybe we had Gilda for two years. I was really in denial about how terrible this cat was. And uh, I realized that I didn't get her fixed. So I made a vet appointment to get her fixed. This is probably, I, I would say like a year and a half in owning her maybe, maybe a year. I don't know. And I was, I, I was, you know, it was getting harder and harder to be in denial that this was Satan's cat. And because no one wanted to come over. The guys I was dating didn't want to come over. And I was like, don't worry, I'll lock them in the bathroom. But then no one could use the bathroom because you couldn't even get this cat out of the fucking bathroom without her eating you. And so I go to get her fixed. I go to the vet by this apartment. And I'm like, hey, you know, this is my cat, Gilda. I shoved that fucking cunt into a carrier. In my denial, I took my denial and my my cat carrier, and I went over to the vet, and I was like, "This is Gilda," and so I got a, a, a Groupon deal to fix her because <laughs> I was so broke, and uh, and with the whatever the amount of money I paid, there was a consultation. She got she got the operation. She got an overnight stay. After the operation, I went to drop her off. So after the operation, the vet's supposed to call you and say how she did. Uh, she call, the vet calls me, hey, you know, Gilda was great. You know, whenever she's sleeping, recovering, it all went well. And I was like, okay, cool. And then an hour later, maybe like two hours later, I get a phone call from the same vet. It's a male. He goes, and, and Gilda, in this price that I pay for, on Groupon, but fuck you, it was poor, an overnight stay at the vet was, was included. And the vet calls me back, this man. He was very, I like this guy a lot. He's very calm, level-headed, whatever. He's a vet. And he comes and he goes, you need to pick this cat up right now. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, is everything okay? He goes, you need to pick this cat up right now and take her to a farm right now. This cat is feral. This cat is not domesticated. This cat will eat other cats. This cat does not belong. Like the guy, it sounded like the guy had just gotten out of the boxing ring with Gilda and fucking lost. And, and boy, oh boy, I, I knew how he felt because I had been there. And so what did I do? Fucking dropped her off at a farm in Pennsylvania where she's probably murdering cows and horses. So th that, that was my only other experience owning a pet. <laughs> like by myself. So that's why I looked up into the sky and said, Dear God, hey, can you not send me a cunt of an animal again? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. And boy, oh boy, Jesus Christ Superstar delivered because I have a, in to my right, I'm looking down, he's sleeping. His name is Kevin McAllister Hutchinson. He is a 10 month or 10 week old, excuse me, 10 week old dachshund, Justin Silver, who is a professional comedian and also dog trainer. This motherfucker is a dog whisperer. I have never, I've seen him train my parents' dog. I've seen him train other dogs. And he's been working with Kevin. Oh, this guy, if you live in New York City, Hire him to train your dog because, whoa, he does it so fast. And he has this podcast called The Language of Dogs. And if you're a dog owner, I, I very highly recommend that you download The Language of Dogs podcast with Justin Silver. He's so good with dogs. Um, but anyway, I uh, so he's 10 weeks old. And, um, and I adopted him. I didn't get him from a shelter. I actually got him from an old lady um, whose dachshund had died and she got this one and then her grandson was allergic. And I'm like, I thought dachshunds, like he doesn't really have long hair, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'll take it. Because somebody that we both knew who lived in this old older woman's building uh, fucking told me because she knew that uh, I, wa I wanted a dog. I've been thinking about getting a dog for a couple, like two years now. And uh, hey, no better time than some quarantine time to take care of a puppy because it 
it really does require all of your attention. But this dog is an angel. Now, Justin keeps telling me the full personality of the dog has not developed yet. He's very young. So, you know, fingers crossed. But so far, this dog is so sweet and so... (sighs) He pooped on the pee pad and I cried tears of joy because I didn't even try to teach him to do that yet. It was like the first night he was here. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Because I didn't actually see, I I saw this old lady from afar, but I didn't want to go in her apartment. I met the dog in the hallway and I just fucking took him because I was like, yep, that's my dog, 100%. And she gave me all the paperwork and stuff, but I didn't want to go near her because she's an older woman and it's, we are in the time of COVID-19 and you know, you don't go near elderly people, okay? So there was a a mediator, a, a person who's around my age who like brought the dog over to me with all the carrier and the food and all that stuff so so that's where i got him and uh and he's not a gilda knock on wood his name is kevin McAllister hutchinson kevin McAllister after um home alone lost in new york that's home alone two and then home alone one um which is just home alone and uh, one of my favorite childhood movies of all time. We are in quarantine and I am home alone. So I, and I love dogs with human names. A lot of my friends, but mostly two friends, Joe DeRosa and Justin Silver, think it's mad corny that I named my dog Kevin. And you know what? My thi- my skin got thicker because I don't give a fuck. You call, <sighs> my dog's name is Kevin, okay? It's Kevin. I love pets with human names. I think it's so funny. And I've always dreamt of having a dog named Kevin because if I yelled Kevin, like Kevin, I feel like Catherine O'Hara in Home Alone 1 and 2. Okay? It's fucking Kevin. It's the dog's name's Kevin. And he knows his name already. He's the sweetest little angel I ever did see. And it's a, a one weird thought that I that I thought was like, well, there goes my dream of dating with Macaulay Culkin. Like, I can't, like, these are the things I think in my head, guys. I'm like, well, now I can never t- date Colin Macaulay Culkin because if he ever comes over and he's like, oh my God, cute dog, what's his name? And I'll be like, um, I can't tell you. And he'd be like, no, like what? Wait, what? Why can't you tell me? And then I'd be like, just don't worry about it. And then of course, Macaulay Culkin's not going to let that go because why wouldn't I tell him my pet's name? Right. And then eventually you'd hear it's, it's, it's his name's, his, his name, his name's Kevin. And then Macaulay Culkin would go, Kevin McAllister. And I'm like, well, Kevin McAllister Hutchinson. And then Macaulay would be like, uh, I'm going to go. You know, you said you were only interested in dating me for who I was. And um, clearly you have a dog named Kevin McAllister. And uh, I just feel a little weird. And he would leave. So, but that's okay. Because I like owning this dog more than I like the possibility of dating Macaulay Culkin. But that is an actual scenario that I played out on my couch day two of owning Kevin. Because I got a lot of time on my hands. Because I'm not really doing much. And I actually think it's possible that I would date Macaulay Culkin. These, this is how I think, guys, okay? These are the voices that are in my head. If you hate that his name's Kevin, don't give a shit, okay? Don't give a shit. But Justin thinks he's a mini dachshund. And I'm like, I didn't even fucking know they made mini ones. So cool. He is an angel. Here's some things, though. And I'm going to run these problems by Justin, too. But a lot of people messaging me that are dachshund owners and they were like talking to me about the surgeries and the ramps. And I'm like, oh, shit. okay, that's good to know. And sometimes people will tell me things on the Internet um, via message or comment that 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 come off. It comes off as dickish because like the thing they're telling me, I'm like, well, yeah, obviously I thought of that. Like, did you not think I thought of that? 
Again, one of the four agreements that we will get to is don't take anything personally, but sometimes I do. It's my main problem. One of my main problems. One of my many main problems is I take things personally. Um, but a lot of people who own dachshunds, <laughs> maybe I've like lashed out at too many people, but they're like, hey, I'm sorry if someone's already told you this, or they'll be like, hey, you probably already know this, but <laughs> I'm like, oh. And then they'll tell me things I actually didn't know. That's very helpful. So, you know, if you own dachshunds and you have like hot tips or, or things to look out for, I am all yours. My email is thevoicesinnerheadspodcast at gmail.com. So you can tell me. Um, but so I named him Kevin after Kevin McAllister. Well, because his name's Kevin McAllister Hutchinson. Threw my chances of dating Macaulay Culkin out the window, but that's okay. Dogs before dicks. Okay. Maybe that's what I should call this episode. Dogs before dicks. B4. But I should do the letter B and then four dicks maybe with a z okay sorry um but i am friends with devin retray who is an incredible actor and he is well known for a lot of amazing movies but one of them is being in home alone one and two as kevin McAllister's bully of an older brother buzz McAllister. and i fucking love devin retray he's so he's such a good actor he's so funny when we first met him through a mutual friend jonesy um corinne and i met him at a bar and then had a camera with us and then was hoping that he would agree to filming a sketch with zero script just like curb your enthusiasm style brief outline filming a sketch later that night at his home and he agreed and we were like whoa <laughs> sick um and it's on youtube it's called hanging out with buzz from home alone <laughs> And he was just such a good sport. He's like, he's like eats that shit up. And I'm like, oh, that's so good to know because I would never want to rub something in an actor's face of like they can't get a, escape this role. But he's like, he's fucking awesome. Devin Trey is so awesome. But anyway, Devin messaged me on Instagram. He goes, oh, he goes, his name is actually Kevin McAllister Hutchinson. So do I have to be mean to him and eat all his cheese puppy food? And I was like, yo, that just made my life. Can you Skype with my son, please? I didn't ask him that yet, but I will. <laughs> so heads up on that, Devin heads up on that um he's the cutest thing i've ever seen in my life he will only here's so here's one of the things if you own dachshunds and you're like oh this is a whatever um a, a lot of people have told me that dachshunds love burrowing and boy that's true because he loves being wrapped i swaddle him like a little baby i swaddle him like a baby but he won't he when he naps he has to nap on me like on, be touching my body i actually managed to get him to nap next to me this time but if i get up off this couch he is up and he just snorted eight lines of cocaine because he like knows that i left so i feel like i'm 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 making him be codependent and i don't want that but it's hard when he's so cute and the crate i have a crate for him and everyone's like please crate train him as if i'm like a dumb bitch but you're right. I should. He's got to sleep in the crate. And Justin Silver keeps telling me he has to sleep in the crate. It's a disservice to Kevin if he doesn't sleep in the crate because he's going to develop a, a codependency on you. And that is going to make him suffer. And I'm like, oh, you know what? When you put it like that, you're right. Now, I've owned him so far for a total of, we've spent a total of three nights together. Has he slept in the crate? Not yet. Okay. Because I, I, I managed to, I, I, there's an, I put an ottoman right next to my bed and I put the crate on that ottoman. So his crate is, is, is the same height as my mattress and it's pushed up against my bed. So he could not be closer to me and also while being in his crate, but he cries, man. And I just, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, 
I gotta not care about that, but... Ugh! Ugh! Hurts. It hurts. It hurts. But tonight, I'm gonna really... I'm gonna put them in the crate, and, and, and I'm gonna... Oh, if I'm, I'm hoping that since I'm gonna be laying next to him the whole time, we're both gonna be sleeping, he'll eventually calm down. But I do have earplugs, so I think I could drown out the crying. But I just feel so bad. Oh, my God. But it's, I gotta be tough. I gotta be tough in this time. Anyway, guys, that's, that's all I got. Okay? That's all I got. It's all I got for, for you this week. But next week, a bunch of people, you're, expect that book to arrive in the next couple of days at your house. Um, it, it, the shipping on Amazon Prime seems to be going business as usual. So, and I hope that I'm not making people work overtime when they don't want to for shit money packing these books to you ah god i don't know we're always doing something good and bad at the same time right guys but it's our intention my intentions are good so (laughs) starting next week we're gonna go dive into the four agreements please stay away from elderly people and 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 stay as away from other people as you possibly can guys wash your fucking hands don't buy shit in bulk if you can help it, because I've been reading that that's a cunty move. Why? There's valid reasons, so fucking just don't do it, okay? Be be mindful of how much news you're consuming. Be mindful of how much social media you're consuming, because when you start to feel icky inside, or negative, or bad, or ooey-gooey, it's maybe, maybe ask yourself if you're consuming too much news, or if you're like addicted to social media, you've been on social media too much. Maybe set a timer, I don't know. But this is a time to get to sit with your own thoughts, and to get your, to know yourself a little better, and to finally break out those coloring books, and fucking color. Maybe put a schedule, schedule your day out, you know, wake up at a certain time and then you fucking color and then you play your piano and then you play darts or whatever. You can walk Kevin or whatever. But we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And uh, I'll talk to you next Wednesday, all right? I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Keep being good forces in the world and uh, we'll, we'll all get through this, okay? Talk to you next Wednesday. There were nights when the Just listen to it right outside the window There were days when the sun was so cruel All the tears turned to dust And I just knew my eyes were drying up forever I finished crying in the instant that you left And I can't remember
Gone away.